Love Talk Radio. Saturday afternoon, we want you to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your loved ones to log into www.blogtalkradio.com backslash global hyphen gospel. You've been listening to uh, evangelist Dorothy Norwood, Shake the Devil Off. And I thought about that song. Um, that song was on a CD of hers, an album, a, a recording more than 20 years ago I looked at the actual date of it it said 1995 and in light of the recent events that happened this week um, Archbishop Roy Brown passed away and I I remember uh, some years ago some uh, family members and I we went traveled with Pilgrim to Orlando Florida for a youth convention and I can remember at that time in the decade of the 90s that Shake the Devil Off was a very popular song and a lot of young people uh, were singing that song then and it it continues to be music is timeless and I just thought about that 
how over 20 years ago that that happened and we were I was with a lot of young people and but I thank God that I'm still here and thank God that others are still here to tell the gospel the good news of Jesus Christ once again you're listening to Global Gospel if you need to write us you can write us at P.O. Box 5331 Hempstead, New York 11550 our email address is globalgospel17 at gmail.com and we are taking the gospel around the world we thank God for all of our listeners that are in New York that are in Maryland that are in Virginia that are in Florida that are in Canada that are in Norway wherever you may be we thank God for you we thank God that you continue to spread the good news and let others know that we are here every Saturday from 1 to 2 all our shows are archived you can listen in at any time if you missed the first part of the broadcast you can call in immediately following if you would like to call in later when we open up the lines you can call in you can take down this number 619-924-0800 our theme scripture here at Global Gospel comes from 2 Corinthians the 4th chapter and the 3rd verse which says but if our gospel be hid it is hid to them that are lost if you continue to read the 4th chapter and you go down to, uh, to the 4th verse and read on it says in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God shall shine unto them for we preach not ourselves but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your servants for Jesus sake for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness have shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. And certainly we thank God for the scripture, for it is God's holy word in the scripture. God's word is spirit and his word is life. And in a day like this, I, I think the theme song was so fitting. We have to shake the devil off. All that happened this week to you, some some good things may happen or some bad things might have happened to you. The devil may have tried to take you out because the enemy is seeking whom he desired. Jesus told Peter, the enemy decides to sift you as we, but I prayed for you. That your faith fail not. I just want somebody to be encouraged on this afternoon. We have a special guest that is in studio with us. You will hear from her in just a few minutes. We'll have a brief selection, and then we'll be right back. Stay tuned to Global Gospel, and we'll be back with our very special guest. How many of you still have joy? Out of all that you've been through, out of all that you're going through, out of all your ups and downs and your trials and tribulations, you should declare that you still have joy and don't let anyone steal your joy. Thank God that we still have joy, we still have a praise, we still have a mind to serve God. Right now in studio live, 
we have our special guest for the day, Kimberly Cruz. Kimberly, how are you today? Hi, how are you? I'm, I'm doing great. well. You're doing great, too. That's good to hear. And I'm, I'm glad that you took time out of your busy schedule to join with us today. Um, our listening audience may not know who you are, but I met you some time ago at Marlin. Uh, Townsend was uh, sponsoring a service, Purpose Through Survival. Yes. And that was back in March, I believe, right? March? I think yes. it was March. And we were at the House of Blessing in Baldwin, and there was a panel of various speakers, and we had someone uh, previously that joined us, Sister Nashia Richburg. She joined us before, and now we have Kimberly Cruz with us. Kimberly, tell our listening audience just a little bit about yourself before you go into your full story or your full testimony. Okay, well, my name is Kimberly Cruz. I am 30 years old. I'm a single mom of a six-year-old. Uh, currently, I am a patient chef, and I go to school full-time. Okay, that's a blessing. So certainly you are being productive. You are contributing to society and to your family life, and certainly we thank God for that. So share with us just a little bit of your life, your testimony, your story. What would you okay. like people well, to know? Okay, well, first I want to... Um, well, I did write a few things down so I wouldn't blabber on. <laughs> um, That's good. But I also wanted to say thank you for inviting me to be a guest, first of all. Even thank though I'm you. very busy, I appreciate even considering me to be on the show. Um, thank you. But I'll get started, I guess, from the beginning. Um, both my parents died when I was seven due to AIDS. They both died a month apart. But fortunately, I was raised by a strong black woman. Her name was Flying Scott. Um, she worked as a lab technician at Nassau Medical Center uh, on Long Island. She was also a single mother, so that's probably why I'm so strong. <laughs> I follow her. I follow her. Um, she, she was a model in my life growing up. At 13, unfortunately, she developed gangrene and ended up losing both her legs, and she became a double amputee. So I ended up taking the title of home health aide when I wasn't in school. Um, and then, unfortunately, she died when I was 15 while I was visiting my brother and ended up staying there, which only ended up supposed to be a week visit, ended up being a forever visit. And, wow. um, yes. But... I had to keep going with what I was, you know, I had to keep going to school and I had to kind of handle it. Um, she she was a very wise woman. Um, I was there for a few months before I ended up in foster care. Uh, but when I was with my brother, I had lost all my confidence in myself because of so many misfortunate events that had happened to me. So everyone I grew close to was dying in my eyes. So mm. for me, it was very hard for me to to get myself to attach to other people. I just kind of stayed to myself. Um, and I kind of just thought I was a bad old man altogether. Um, but after that, when I ended up with care, more misfortune came along. Um, I ended up camping in about 12, 12 different homes in a series of six years. Uh, so a lot of rejection and disbelief in myself and um, all that I had, I had were my friends. I didn't really have any family there for their own drama as well. Um, I am one of eight, so I do have a lot of siblings. <laughs> um, but I was pretty much, you know, for myself. But at this point, um, at that point in my life, my faith was shot. I was so mad at God for a very long time. I just couldn't come to terms of why all of this thing, these things were happening to me and why nothing good can come from me, obviously, at the time. Um, it wasn't until much later that God had re my life. He kept knocking on my door, but I just wouldn't listen. Like, there were certain opportunities that were coming up for me, 
that I kind of felt his presence, but I was like, nah, I'm still mad at you. I know it sounds really crazy, but that's kind of how I saw it at that time in my life. Um, but I was reintroduced to this faith by, I was on my way to a training for a network marketing company, and okay. it was on a bus, and we were going from New York to Georgia. Can you imagine how long that bus ride was? That's a long ride. And it's a long ride. <laughs> but this girl, Christina, stood up, and she started talking about the process of a diamond. I'm not sure if you know if anybody's familiar with the process of making a diamond, but of course, you got to be in a dark place. You've got to be pressurized. You've got to go through a lot of different processes. In order to become a diamond, then no diamond is the same. You can't just take a piece of coal and then turn it into a diamond. It has to go through a lot of different stages. So she made this speech because there was like a microphone on the bus. And she kept talking scriptures and she kept saying things that were just kind of like aha moments to me. And I'm just like, you're knocking on my door again. You knocking, looking in the window. And I don't know where it came from when I got the courage to get up and tell my story. So once I got up, of course I was crying. I was a big old crazy man. Um, I finally got the courage to get up and I told my story and by telling my story I touched everyone on that bus ride I didn't really know anybody I only knew two people on that bus and it was about 65 passengers if I remember correctly so I had touched everyone on that bus everybody knew me after that everybody knew my story and I people came up to me and said oh gosh I went through this too how did you handle it and they started asking me for advice so that kind of built my confidence into well maybe my story isn't all that bad you know maybe my story was meant for someone else not just me right. so I had to go through something in order to motivate other people with my story now for me to speak about my life is just natural for me um, okay. At first, I used to be ashamed about it, but then, like I said, once I told my story and realized how many people were kind of trying to cling themselves to me because I've been through it, it was just like, wow, okay, I can make an impact and I can can make a difference, and maybe I'm not all about misfortune. So it built my confidence in myself to be able to be this different person. So for me, going from, oh gosh, I have no parents and I can't, you know, get through this. I don't know why this is happening to me. To, hey, you know what? Yeah, I don't have my parents. Now I have my own child. And now I am a parent and I'm going to be strong and I'm going to be able to pull myself together and use it as my message and not as much as my mess. Wow. And, um... so Christina was a big person that reintroduced me. She does have a woman empowerment group that I'm a part of, and she is great. And my sister is also a Christian, so she reached out to me. We talked on a daily basis. We never had a relationship as I was younger because I was ignoring God the whole time. But as I started opening up, I was like, well, the closest person to me is the one who's been trying to tell me about faith and I've been ignoring it so I reached out to her and we developed this great relationship and I talked to her about any and everything and she tells me exactly how I you know how I can handle it how I can do it and how I shouldn't let it bring me down and my confidence kind of builds everything from there only from where I've been and now what I have it's like how can I even be mad at anything (laughs) wow I mean that that that's just a um amazing testimony because you said um I mean you were dealing with some very strong emotions like rejection rejection is like rejection is devastating it really is yeah. um when you're looking to to gain um love and friendship and those types of like what would you say was the defining point that just made you just like get over rejection was it once you once your faith increased or what did it start a little before then um i have it was a little before the faith okay because it was almost like i built 
intellectually like intellectually into things like where these feelings come from and why am I feeling this way and just because I'm upset doesn't mean it's going to change anything type of thing. It took me until I was 22 to get over the death of my parents. And, wow. yeah, I was 22. And that's when I realized, you know, all this, all these tantrums that I'm throwing and, oh, my gosh, it's the anniversary of her death. And, oh, my gosh, I'm not here to have my birthday with me. And certain moments in my life, I was just kind of like, me crying about it. It's not doing anything besides breaking my feet out. <laughs> or, you know, making me stressed out or making me wrinkle my face type of thing. So once I got over that, it almost kind of, what do they tell you? Like once you, I was almost blocking my blessings from doing that. Mm. From doing all the negative talk and doing all the the, the crying and everything, all it was right. doing was blocking all of the blessings that were trying to come to me. As I said before, he was trying to knock on my door and I was like, eh, no. I'm going to be mad again because of because you took this person away from me. Right. But when I really so, think about it, what if they were alive? What if they were in my life? My parents were junkies. You know what I mean? I could have been in a lot worse situation. So I right. kind of look at it that way. Like, if it wasn't that way and it was the other way, it'd probably be worse. So right. I have it's to so thank some, God for that. Then he did it for a reason. Right, thank God. And so in some ways, you were actually, in the way that you were rejected, you actually made, took that and turned that into a way that you were rejecting God until you, and then once you stopped rejecting right. God, the the rejection just turned around, went a different direction. Uh, I, I think right. that's just, stop, just... Stop taking everything as a rejection and take it as an exception of a better way of your life. Right, that God is God is building this you, and is I would not say in your life for a reason. Right, and I would say that God is God works through the good, bad, and ugly. And sometimes, I mean, that doesn't mean that we're not human. Of course, we have feelings. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we're going to be hurt. Sometimes we're going to be sad. Sometimes we're going to we, we, we're going to feel rejected, but we can't let it get the best of us because we have to know that God has a greater purpose for our life. Now, your what is your favorite Yolanda Adams song? It was a song that I performed in middle school. It's called okay. um, I Am I'm Already Alright. Okay. It's almost like I had this feeling that I didn't get it back then. But it was something that, you know, of course I can't forget. Once you perform an act, you know, you kind of always remember even the dance steps. So it was one of those things where I kind of reminisced. And I was just kind of like, what's the real meaning of this song? Like, I sang this song and everything before I really know what it means to me now. So I kind of applied it to my life, and I was kind of like, it was already all right, no, no matter what. You know, I, I kind of make it difficult. I made it difficult upon myself. I was worried about nothing, pretty much. I feel like as you do make everything more complicated than it could be. Right. That's kind of so what I got what, from that. Right. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do is we're going to play a little bit of that so the listening audience can hear that song, and hopefully it'll be a blessing to them as well. So we'll take a brief break, and we'll come back, and then you can shout out um, all the people that you want to shout out, your family, friends, whoever you so desire cool. to shout out. Once again, you are listening to Global Gospel. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. Our special guest in studio today is Sister Kimberly Cruz, and she just shared her testimony with us about how God has certainly brought her out of so many different situations that were designed to destroy her. You can call us at 619-924-0800. Already all right. Yolanda Adams.
right. This is your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. In studio is Kimberly Cruz, and that is her favorite Yolanda Adams song. And we know that Yolanda Adams has so many wonderful songs. She's a great, talented, anointed gospel singer and artist. And I'm grateful that that song was a blessing to you and gave you encouragement and inspired you. So, Sister Kimberly. Yes. Who would you like to shout out on this afternoon? Somebody that maybe, well, you mentioned some of the influential people in your lives, in your life that have mm-hmm. helped you gain faith and regain faith in God after going through so many obstacles and hurdles and trials and tribulations. In addition to those people, and those people this again. This so long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've always depended upon my friends to to be with me, and so, um, I mean, I'd like to shout out my aunt Carmen first of all. Always taking up my phone calls. My sister Norma, my boyfriend Jono, always been there with me since we were twelve. Um, I'd like to shout out Christina and the Wear Your Crown Women Empowerment Group that she created, and I'm well to be a part of. I'd also like to shout out Aisha for giving me connections with you. Without her, I would not have met you. And I'd like to also give a shout out to Global Gospel. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. It is certainly um, the pleasure is all ours. We're grateful that you're able to share your message with the world. And you and you said, um, is it Global? What did you say? Crown minute? What did you say? The Crown Ministries? It's called Wear Your Crown. Wear your crown. E-A-R, wear your mm-hmm. crown, woman empowerment. Yep. Okay, and can you tell our listeners how they can, is that group open to other people? Um, It is invitation only, but just let okay. me know, like, anybody could direct message me and I can add you to the group. Um, It's called wear your crown. Yep. It's on okay. Facebook. Okay. So that that is definitely that sounds definitely encouraging right there because we do need to know. It's great. We have a meeting at least every once a month, and we get together and speak about everyday things, and then we take actions and what we're going to do next, and we hold each other accountable of what we're going to do and how we're going to empower other people. Right. That's great. We and we all need a support system, and so many people think that they can make it by themselves, but. I mean, you you no. here to 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 help each other. Would you agree? Yes, we are. You cannot do anything by yourself. Believe me, been there, done that. Doesn't work. <laughs> right. So once again, thank you, Sister Kimberly Cruz, for calling it for being in the studio with us today. We thank you that you shared your testimony, and certainly we um would like to have you back again whenever time permits. I know you have a busy schedule, but it's always good to share our stories with each other because so many people are going through so many different things. And sometimes we feel like I'm the only person this has happened to. God hates me. God rejected me. God doesn't like me. There is no God. And we thank God that you weren't one of those people that didn't just totally forget about God even though he was knocking that finally you did answer the door when he did knock and that I mean that's all scripture he said behold I stand at the door and knock and if anybody hear my voice I'll come in so we thank God that you heard the voice of God anything else you'd like to say before we go I mean like I said I'm just very grateful to be here and I'm very happy that you called me to invite me on the show very honored Thank you. I thank you, and uh, we pray God's blessing upon your life, and we thank you and for joining Global Gospel, and we thank you for letting your light shine that others may know. Thank you, and God bless. We're going to no play. Uh, the battle is not yours. It's the Lord's, Yolanda Adams, and we'll, we'll, right. we will return. Okay. battle. Think about it. God bless you. And then start shouting. 
listening to Global Gospel with your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. Somebody needs to know on this afternoon that the battle belongs to the Lord. Somebody needs to know that the devil is already defeated. Somebody needs to know that when it's all over, we win. Somebody said, don't wait until the battle is over. Shout now. And certainly we give God praise now while the battle is going on in our life, in our finances, in our home, on our job, in our mind. Because we know that the devil is already defeated. He is a defeated foe. Briefly, I would like to share on this afternoon a passage of scripture just to continue to encourage somebody. Sister Kimberly shared with us today that she is still here. And she is still here because of God's protection, because God's favor on her life. And we thank God for favor. Somebody said favor is not fair, but I don't particularly subscribe to that because favor is fair. It's fair to me. And that may sound selfish or someone may take that in the wrong way, but please don't take it in the wrong way. Favor is a good thing because God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. A f- particular familiar passage of scripture is Psalm 27, and whose writer is, it says it is a psalm of David. Psalm 27 reads, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me, to eat up my flesh They stumbled and fell Though an host should encamp against me My heart shall not fear Though war should rise against me In this will I be confident One thing have I desired of the Lord That will I seek after That I may dwell in the house of the Lord All the days of my life To behold the beauty of the Lord And to inquire in his temple For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. And now shall my head be lifted above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. I just want to read, I read up until the 6th verse, but I would like to add in the 13th verse, which is one of my favorite scriptures that I heavily lean on. And I always grab Psalm 27 and 13, said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Verse 14 said, wait on the Lord, be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Psalm 27, as I said, is one of my favorite passages of Scripture written by David. And we know who David is. David was the shepherd boy. He was God's anointed. He was the youngest in his household. He was the one that was forgotten about and overlooked. But how many of us know that man can overlook you? But when God is ready for you to shine, he will put your name in bright lights. He will exalt you above everything that you've gone through. He will exalt every valley. And he will make your name great. The, the, Bible, the gift that is inside you, the Bible says that it will, your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. David, who was he? He was Jonathan's best friend. David was the psalmist of Israel. David was the heart player that calmed the evil spirits that tormented Saul. It was the same David that would later in his life be on the run from Saul after Saul became jealous of him and and he had opportunities to uh, kill Saul, but he didn't. It was David who we attribute the lineage of Christ our Lord and Savior to have come out of the Davidic line. But David had some character flaws. 
we find out that David was a liar. David was an adulterer. David was a murderer. But above all of those negative qualities, he was a man after God's heart. So David penned many of the Psalms, and this is just one that we talk about, Psalm 27. And he pens this Psalm, and as we zoom in on verse 4 and 5, he said, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. David talks about God's temple in verse 4. And, then it, and, and that is an eternal place, and, and as well as the natural temple and then we we know also that our bodies are the temple of the holy ghost and god will not dwell in an unclean temple that's why we have to keep our bodies clean our minds clean for in verse five he said for in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me he shall set me upon a rock and that is a good thing to know in verse 4 and 5, that certainly we do have a hiding place from all that is going on in this world. When we are overwhelmed, one psalm says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. The old church said it this way, in the word of God, I have a hiding place. Psalm 119 declares, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. And growing up, we had a game. We all played it. Everybody played it. And people still play it called hide and seek. And one person would uh, cover their eyes, and they would count, and everybody else would go running, and you get behind trees and behind houses and everywhere, trying to not be found by the person that was looking for you. But I submit to you on this day that the times we are living in are a hide-and-seek time. For the devil is seeking whom he may devour. He is our adversary, and he goes about, the Bible says, as a roaring lion. Don't be fooled. Your life is on the line. And the devil and others want to kill you. He wants you to even kill yourself sometimes, a suicide spirit is certainly out there and is seeking who it may devour. But you have to face the devil head on and say, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Put the devil under your feet. Don't let him reign in your body. Don't let him reign in your thoughts. Don't let him reign in your mind. But let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. Listen, devil, let the devil know, listen, I have a tabernacle. I have a, a pavilion. And the, uh, the definition of a tabernacle is the tent where God met his people after the exodus. The definition of pavilion is a, a covered place, a, a tent of refuge. So we have a tent, we have safety, and we serve a God that is able to keep us in, in, a, in a time of trouble because we serve a risen Savior, and we serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And what we need to know about in those times after the Exodus, that they did not have elaborate structures like we do churches to praise God, but some of them were rustic and they had uh, branches and pieces of timber and limbs and uh, pieces of cloth or whatever they could find to, to keep them shelter or to have a place to meet God or to, to experience the presence of God, to give him worship and certainly to, to, to just meet together and get direction and understanding but we also know that in exodus before they made their exodus that there was a death was going through the land and because death was going through the land god instructed moses to tell israel to kill a lamb and then he told them you to take the blood and strike it on the side post and on the upper door post and he let Israel know that when he passes through in his judgment that the plague would not destroy them because they were in a hiding place. They were, and not only were they in a hiding place, but they were covered by the blood of the Lamb, representing the soon-to-come Jesus Christ. And I wondered why the upper post and the two side posts, 
but I went to architecture school and I learned that the post and the lintel system is the oldest structural form known to mankind. It's a horizontal member and a vertical member, and it mimics the cross of, of Jesus Christ. And there are two forces that act upon it. There is a compression member and a tension member. The horizontal member, as well as the vertical members, act with both tension and compression. And the compressive member, the horizontal member, or the beam wants to deflect, it wants to cave in. The tension member, the vertical member, or the column wants to push outward. It wants to buckle, it wants to bend, it wants to break, and so it is here. This is what God gave me that you can, and you can certainly elaborate it and study on it, that there are sometimes in our lives internal and external forces. So it is in the spirit that the blood has to be applied to those compressive forces in our lives, those things that want to push you down, the things that want to push down on you, those heavy burdens in your life, the, the peer pressure, the, the, your surroundings, your emotional roller coaster that you're on. Sometimes your nerves, you can't get them together. Sometimes you feel guilty and sometimes you have hurt and pain and shame and, and the spirit of suicide and depression and oppression. But God wants us to know that we can put all of that under the blood and we can be hidden in his tabernacle and in the secret of his pavilion. Tension, the tensile forces. The devil keeps trying to put you out there. He gives you anxiety and he wants you to make you feel like you need to fit into the crowd. And you have pressure that you're just going to fall apart. And you want to stray away from the church and you want to stray away from the Bible principles. But those of you are, that are listening today need to know when everyone else is doing what they do when the world is doing what they do when the world is indulging in debauchery and sin and shame and drugs and alcohol when everyone else is doing that the tension is on what do you do where do you turn what do you say where do you go but all you have to do is put it under the blood Today, know that we, too, have a hiding place because we are covered by the blood of Jesus. And we thank God for his blood, for there is power in his blood. There is strength in God's blood. It reaches to the highest mountain, and it flows to the lowest valley. So whatever you do on today, I just want you to be encouraged to just stay under the blood. So there's safety under the blood. There's safety in God's house. There's safety in his tabernacle there's safety in his pavilion and certainly the world cannot trouble you if you're covered by his blood and in his hiding place in his tabernacle and his pavilion
for about. Again, we thank all our listeners to listening in to Global Gospel on this Saturday afternoon. We're here every Saturday from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. for good gospel music. Certainly we have a message every week to encourage somebody, to uplift somebody, to help somebody know that Christ, Jesus Christ, is the answer for the world today. We thank our special guest, um, Kimberly Cruz for joining us who was a panelist at Purpose Through Survival and we are grateful to be here once again you can call us at 619-924-0800 and know one today that there is a place that we can go certainly he will hide us in time of trouble Karen Clark said there's a secret place and I, I just love this song and I listen to it all the time and it's one of those classic songs that it never loses its meaning. It never loses its power. Because God's word will not return unto him void, but it will do what it has set out to accomplish. father role 
all the men out here. We thank God for each and every one of you, especially those that are godly men, especially those that are not only giving good advice, but those that are giving godly advice and giving godly direction and standing on God's word and his principles. Once again, it's a global gospel. And remember, as you go through the week, that God can do anything but fail. God cannot fail. God will not fail. His promises are yea and amen. And just because things don't go the way we desire for them to go in our life, that doesn't mean God failed us. That was just not his plan for our life. Don't give way to the enemy. You don't have to be angry. You don't have to be bitter. And even if we do experience those things, when God comes, certainly make sure that you listen to him, that you receive his word, because your life will be so much greater, so much rewarding. Favor will follow you. Lessons will follow you. Because God said in his word that he would bless us in the city. He would bless us in the field. He would bless us coming in. And he would bless us going out. Isaiah declared that when we pass through the water, the waters would not overflow us. He declared that when we go through the fire, the fire would not kindle against us. And we so we thank God that God can bring us through every situation that there is. On this afternoon, as we go into next week, we just want you to just continue to stay with God continue to stand on God's word and as we come to the close of the hour we just want to pray and once again we want you to know that Jesus Christ is the answer for the world today so we want you to be healed, be delivered be saved and set free by Jesus Christ let us pray gracious eternal God our Father we thank you for your loving kindness We thank you for your tender mercy. We thank you, O God, for another day that we have never seen before. We thank you for all our listeners today, whether they be in the north, the south, the east, or the west. We thank you, God, and today we come casting our cares on you, knowing that you care for us. We come today in prayer, God, because we know what prayer can do. We know that that we are required to pray. We know that prayer changes things. We know that prayer lifts heavy burdens. We know, God, that you're touched by the feeling of our infirmities. We thank you that prayer heals the sick. We thank you that prayer has raised the dead. We thank you that prayer has lifted heavy burdens. We thank you that prayer has brought us up from a horrible pit. We thank you, oh God, for your word, for your word is spirit and life. We thank you for you said that you you sent your word and they were healed. We stand on your word today because it cannot and it will not fail. And today, God, somebody is confused, God. Somebody doesn't know you in the pardon of their sins. God, somebody doesn't know who you are. They don't know that you are able to pick them up and turn them around, that you're able to, that you to do anything but fail. They don't know that you have 10,000 blessings in your hand. They don't know that you sent your son Jesus to die for us, that we might have a right to the tree of life. And God, we thank you today that we have a right to the tree of life. And somebody's listening, God, today, we pray that you save the lost and that you heal the sick. And we know that you can do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. We ask it in Jesus' name, God, knowing that Jesus is a name that is above every name, that demons tremble at that name. We bind the enemy on every hand, the enemy that came to steal, kill, and destroy. We cast down imaginations and everything that exhausts itself against the knowledge of you, God. And we thank you, we praise you, This is our prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Bless you. Until next time.